Welcome to the Thursday night edition of the Thursday night Overlanders. Obviously, we're starting a little later than usual start time, but technical difficulties and getting things set up um, on my end is all been taken care of. This Thursday night show, we are joined by Wes from Sin City Tactical. So let's go ahead and bring him on in here. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, brother? Another day, another dollar. We're out here uh, at the mall right now. We're trying to get some new merch-related items made uh, right now, something that's in the works. I was hoping to have it ready for the, the live stream so I could debut it. Um, unfortunately, that did not happen. I've got about an hour before that item will be ready. Um, but hopefully, if everything goes according to plan, we should be able to run out some new merch. Um, it is a hat-related item. So hopefully everything goes cool and according to plan, and we will uh, be pushing out some new stuff soon. Definitely. That sounds awesome, brother. You know, obviously we're, what, about a week away from Christmas Eve, so, you know, it makes sense you're out doing some shopping. Sure, there's Christmas shopping involved there, too, for family members and that on your end. Yeah, I still got a little bit of that to do myself. So, you know, is what it is. But so far, so good. Kind of a slow-paced uh, week for myself this week. Go Pack Go, by the way. Uh, number go one in the So I, I know I kind of talked to you offline before the show. And the beer glass I'm drinking out of tonight, born hated as seen on Saturday's episode. Uh, kind of doing a partnership as well here on my end with b e Music from Minnesota. They produce a lot of Minnesota um, local artists. So it, it's more of a rap label, if you will. Uh, kind of old school. The album that I personally received from the main, or one of the main producers at the label actually was explaining to me a lot of their guys like to go with the old school uh, beats like Dr. Dre and that obviously from the late 80s, early 90s kind of vibe. So later on in the show, I'll uh, definitely pull up one more song off the album for tonight's episode and share that uh, with the listening and viewing community so they can uh, check that out as well. You can definitely check them out as a sponsored uh, page on the Minnesota Overlanders YouTube channel, but uh, moving forward here, we're going to go ahead and just quick do a few shout outs because I know we want to keep the ball rolling here. So sure. obviously BE Music was one of them. Second one was the uh, TACX Pro Gear and NCCA on my end of things. Normally you guys see me drinking out of the Pro 2A mug that I have awesome mug but even more awesome is we have a promo code set up with them overlander 25 it'll get you 15 percent off your purchases at ncca and 25 percent off your purchases at TACX pro gear and so, <laughs> i'm sorry bro i'm uh, sorry bro i try to keep a straight face well, that's awesome. TACX Pro Gear, the uh, NCCA. That's pretty awesome. I've also got a code with them, uh, SC Tactical 25. Check that out. A um, couple shout outs on my end Controlled Pair Munitions. They're a sponsor of the Sin City Tactical Show, um, as well as employed me to work at their gun store. So, a lot of new stuff is coming out there. Uh, I do want to do a uh, quick shout out for sight shooter miss wendy she is a sponsor on patreon patreon is a place where you can go and find the minnesota overlanders you can find sin city tactical and you can make a financial contribution to the channel um, on my end i have some benefit packets uh, or packages i should say where you've got your silver level gold level and platinum level um, depending on which pack you get, there is some um, incentives involved with all of that stuff, some 
surprises and gifts and things like that that are involved with supporting the channel. One thing you guys can also do is go over to the Minnesota Overlanders anchor.fm site. And on there, you can actually make um, monthly contributions to his channel as well, including Sin City Tactical on the Sin City Tactical anchor.fm. So um, if you've got the need to to want to be helpful and be a part of the channel and help us grow to bring better content, I know we would gr- uh, greatly appreciate it. The Patreon may be a little bit more expensive than some people are able to afford. Um, and I would highly recommend that you search it out on Anchor where you can do a dollar a month um, donation if you'd like. Um, we would greatly appreciate it. It's only going to allow us to bring better content and be able to provide you guys with the best details and world news, pro 2A news that we possibly can. Um, so a lot of new exciting stuff is coming. And if you don't mind, Jax, there's one thing that I wanted to do a quick little uh, Amber Alert on, I guess I'd say. Go for it. All right. So recently people have seen, and I guess this is going to be pro 2A news. Um, I don't know if you have a topic made for pro 2A news or not. Hold on. Bear, but I feel with, like this is very bear with me one second, brother. I do have a uh, tab for that. Trust me, all the uh, stuff from Saturday show was still kept up on the board. All right. You the the banner up? Yes, sir. Okay. So one thing that I wanted to talk about, and this is very, very important, especially if you own AR pistols. The ATF is about to ban all pistol braces completely which is going to make you a felon almost instantaneously, okay? So when we talk about pistol braces as a whole going down the drain because the ATF wants to ban them, it is very important. And the information that I'm giving you, I am not a lawyer. This is not legal advice. This is literally my advice to you and the steps that I am taking myself to protect myself and my family. So what I'm going to say is if the ATF decides to ban pistol braces, what is going to happen, right? There should be some grace period allowing you time to be able to register your firearm with the ATF and things like that. So what you need to do, or at least what I've done, is I've created a gun trust. By having a gun trust, you don't have to have your Clio's signature or your fingerprints or photos sent to the ATF when you are... Um, filing your form ones, okay, or form fours. If you buy a NFA type of item, a form four item is something that's already been pre-manufactured, so an already made SBR um, or suppressor or something along the lines of that. The form one is going to be when you manufacture the the firearm yourself. So if you purchase a lower and you build a short-barreled rifle and put a pistol brace on it, you're going to have to fill out a Form 1. So what I've heard, and of course we're going to continue to update everybody on this, is that um, the ATF, like I said, is going to have hopefully a grace period allowing people the time to uh, register their firearms properly. But from what I've heard through the grapevine too, is that possibly they'll be allowing us to do it for a short period of time to register them for free which means getting the $200 tax stamp per item. So if you have four SBRs or a couple SBRs and a couple suppressors, you're looking at $800 in taxes because it's $200 per item. Um, So hopefully they do go through with allowing people to register their firearms for free. But I suggest getting a gun trust. It just makes it a lot simpler to register your firearms. And the turnaround time, at least in Nevada right now, is about 28 days to 31 days to actually receive your tax stamp back from the ATF, making it legal, which in a normal situation, if you file like mailing your forms in directly, it takes about a year and a half, two years. You would do this through the ATF.gov and do an e-file form one or form four, and you can get your paperwork back in 30 days, at least here in Nevada. I think Minnesota was about, um, what was it, 20, 26 or 24 days. They're a little bit quicker in yeah. Nevada right now, which is nice for the e-filing. Um, but what's nice, too, is having a gun trust allows you to have your NFA items. 
This is very important when I say this. When you have an NFA item, I have my daughter and her mother that are in my home. If I leave my house with NFA items in them and my daughter and her mom are not able to have access to those firearms, they instantly become felons if the police were to raid the house. So having a trust, I have them written into the trust as trustees and beneficiaries, which means if I'm legally not at home for whatever reason, and I'm at work or whatever else, they legally can be in possession of the firearm and not get in trouble. So you need to look at protecting your family, not just you. So that that's really huge on that side. Plus having beneficiaries takes the legal steps out of it. If you were to pass away, those guns can be passed down to whoever is your beneficiary, as long as they're not prohibited from owning firearms and uh, they don't have to go through the legal trouble of dealing with transferring um, NFA type of items. And then of course, you know, it's always advised to get the USCCA uh, concealed carry insurance, of course. Um, so at least, like I said, I have the elite membership. It gives me $2 million in civil suit coverages. They'll pay for the retainer to get um, me out or get me a lawyer. And they'll also pay the bail fees to get me out of jail with any legal weapon. Now, I repeat that, any legal weapon. So if I had to defend my life with a hammer, they would take that as a legal weapon and also defend me. So having... Uh, concealed carry insurance is, is a big thing. So I just, I wanted to put that out there. It is a very important topic, especially because the ATF stuff is cracking down very, very quickly. Oh yeah. For modifications, not licensed with, would void the, the insurance claim? No, nope. So if, uh, sorry, we have somebody who's got questions alive. I appreciate you jumping in. Um, so answer your question. Uh, I work at a gun shop, so I deal with a lot of guns and stuff like that. So a modified weapon in the sense is if you have it in a trust, are are you talking firearm related or like, okay, so if you have it in a trust and it's been modified, it's a legally registered piece of equipment, which would be covered under the concealed carry insurance laws. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, and and then of course doing it that way too is cheap. Um, You can go to like nationalguntrust.com. And spend like 50 bucks and get a trust written up and you just kind of pdf file fill it all out you take it get it notarized now it's 100 percent legal and the advantage of that is is what from an insurance standpoint so the advantage of that is i've done proper steps legally to prove that i'm not taking you know steps that are in you know a, a negative light i've done so in the sense that i have the ccw i have the insurance I went and registered my weapons with the uh, like FBI and stuff like that. Right. So in the event that I ever have to present myself for whatever reason, I have a stack of evidence to show that I've tried to do everything by the book cool. instead of just having a firearm and shooting somebody. You know what I mean? So that's that's why I recommend all that. Um, it's, you know, the, the ATF, first of all, they're just trying to create a list, right? They want a list of who's got what. Because if you look at the situation from a rifle to an SBR, what's the difference? It's a short barrel. That's it. Does the bullet come out differently with a short barrel from a longer barrel? No, it still flies out of the gun the same way. So with that being said, why should there be something that I have to register? A, they get $200 in taxes from you. B, they know what you have and where you live and where you're going and where you're moving. Um, if they don't ban pistol braces, what I still intend on doing is doing a form one to SBR a lower, um, because if you go to travel out of the state with that firearm, you need to have paperwork done about three weeks in advance saying, I'm going here. This is where I'm stopping. This is where I'm staying, showing where that gun is going to be at all times. If the pistol brace thing, they approve some braces, then I can take my upper off of that rifle, put it on a pistol lower and then leave the nfa receiver at home and now i'm back to being 100 percent legal and i don't have to report it to the fbi or nfa or anything as like that as long as the lower receiver stays as, as long as the uh, so the lower receiver is the gun right that's the yeah, part yeah. that's serialized if the serialized nfa item is at home and secure i can put it on a pistol lower with a pistol brace that's been approved and now it's back to just being a pistol okay so you can travel with less restrictions that way. What was the legislation they're considering about 
Can you just recap? Yeah, so the, the pistol brace itself is something that's supposed to attach to your arm in some way to be able to fire it from one hand, right? So what the ATF is doing, have you heard of the Honey Badger by Q? Not right off, but Okay, so the Honey Badger was a type of firearm created by a company um, named Q. And what they created is a pistol, but the ATF did measurements on it and is saying that it's illegal because of the length of it and the fact that the device looks like it's more meant to be put on your shoulder than um, than attached to your arm. So, so because of that, correct, hundred percent. That's what it is. Is they're trying to do the federal um, the assault weapons ban, but they're listing pistol braces as part of that form. So they're trying to take guns from us. And obviously, a free country isn't free if we can't defend ourselves. Right, a tyrannical government, if they're the only ones with guns, we're what at their mercy. Now it's a communism instead of democracy. So doing things in the legal way helps you in course in the event that something happens. So, you know, even with the concealed carry insurance, if you have a knife on you and you have to use it, they'll cover you for that too, okay. which is phenomenal. It's twenty nine dollars a month. Um, but to have that legal coverage is the best because we could all train, we could all shoot, get very proficient with our guns. And, and be 100% spot on, but nobody ever trains on what to do after the shots have been fired. If you say the wrong thing, you're locked up for life. If you don't, so like gun laws when it comes to um, actually shooting somebody, at least here in Nevada, we have a castle doctrine law, which means we have the right to uh, defend ourselves. Absolutely. And with that being said, the, the main part of it is you have to reasonably show proof of justifiable homicide, meaning you have to be 100% in fear for your life in the scenario, the scene needs to look that way as well. So if I took one shot and I hit you in the knee because I wanted to hurt you instead of kill you, um, right, you have to stop and call the police. I'm going to prison for life for that. Because if I shoot you in the knee, they're going to tell me in court that I had enough time to aim and shoot you precisely, which means I had enough time to make a different decision. So you go center mass. Center mass and dump the mag. Okay. One shot is bad. Dump the mag. Really? What's the best way to prove that you were in fear? Interesting. I point and I just unload, right? So in the eyes of the law, that you were in fear for your life. Now, if his back is facing you, you're going to prison for life. You know what I mean? It, it's a bunch of scenarios well, that are crazy. Between, like, I shot the guy twice and I walked over to the guy. He's like, okay, I, I'm just going to call an ambulance now. Yeah. Is there, like, is there legal precedent regarding that? Well, t- typically at that point, I mean, obviously, I would do the same scenario. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If I put two shots, I know he's down and it's over. Because I have flashlights on all my firearms so I can, I can see, you know? Yeah. Right. But um, in, in that situation... Um, yes. I, what I usually recommend first, especially if it's a home invasion situation, is to already have 911 dialed, call them, put it on speaker, toss the phone across the room. Because legal standpoint, what you do is stop. I have a firearm. I will shoot. I've now said those things. If I start firing, they have it recorded. The police have it recorded. Right. So then once the scenario is done and the cops finally show up, I say, okay, I was in fear for my life. If I have any witnesses around, I point them in their direction. But at that point, I say, I will not answer any questions without my attorney present. I was in fear for my life. And the burden is on the state, of course. And then it's out of your hands. That's the, the most legal way that you can do it. Um, and be Without getting hemmed okay. up. Yeah. I'm a social democrat. Like, okay. I would consider myself a left libertarian. But I've always like I thought gun culture in the United States is good. Yeah. I like that it creates solidarity between like our military personnel and our intelligence personnel yeah. and the working class. Right? right. Um if there's some effort to take guns away from working class people, the military is working class and I'm not gonna stand for that. So that right. Well, of course not. If if they tried to turn on the military, so my my co host, I, I know you can probably barely see him but he uh, he's military himself um so he he's a big part of of the show and stuff like that uh when it comes to the military standpoint and he, he's on the same page you know it, it's one of those things where it, it for me it's not left versus right it's not political it's literally us as civilians period 
where we have to deal with a government that makes laws and you know legislations and regulations for us, if we don't have the ability to stand up for ourselves, we have a problem, right? Um, now it becomes a dictatorship, and then we're at the mercy of whatever they decide to do. Um, so I've, I've always been a firm believer that the First Amendment, the right to freedom of speech and to say whatever you want to do, is protected by the second, right? Because if I don't have firearms to protect myself, a tyrannical government can come and take this away from me. So I can't have the first without the second. And it all happens by degrees. Right. But I, I, you know, at the same point, too, I, I agree with Democrats in the stance that if, you know, if they want more gun control, I understand why. I get it. You know what I mean? I don't want guns in the wrong hands either. But ultimately, if you take my guns away from me, who's going to have the guns? The military and the criminals who didn't care before these laws were passed anyways, that's why they have illegal guns. So you're taking guns away from me to protect my daughter and my family. And I did the right thing. I went through the proper channels. I got certain licenses that provided information to the government that I have these items and they want to take them from me. Why? Because they're afraid that there's going to be another revolution where we're going to get tired of their shit as a whole and go, we're done. And well, again, that, you know, they want to the take the your AR-14s or less, so let them have them. Yeah. And it's easy to see why just draw that direct connection. Yeah. But if you look at the numbers of countries where we have yeah. um, it's really obvious that what's happening is not related to people having guns and social distress. Exactly. Fighting people who have other problems, fighting people who have more work in life. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I, I believe Sweden is, is one of those countries where you can legally conceal carry for free. You don't have to have any permits or anything. So basically, like, like you said, with all those countries that have very open gun policies, crime is very, very minimal in those places because everybody has a gun. You know, if I know you have a gun and she has a gun and my daughter has a gun, I'm less likely to be like, cool, let me try to rob this place. And Why? Because there's seven people, you know? Societies achieve really low crime rates, too. Yeah, exactly. And then, of course, I mean, you look at uh, areas like Chicago, for example. Extremely strict gun laws. They have more violent crime with guns than, you know, pretty much any other state. And then New York and California as well. Yeah. It, it's a crazy scenario. When did you say, Jax? I said, you know, they're, they're coming for your AR-14, so you might as well let them have your AR-14. Right. Right. You know, it, it's it's crazy. But um, yeah, you know, thank you. I appreciate you jumping in and asking some questions that allows the, the viewers to be able to um, to check it out. Actually, I'll give you one of my cards real quick. Uh, yeah, I'll link to your thing. Oh, I just, I'm sure. Yeah, and, uh, you know, same, yeah, same as well. Great to see people creating content. Absolutely. I normally do this at home, but we were doing, uh, you know, that embroidery shop inside. There's a, uh, there's a, embroidery shop inside that i'm trying to get some more hats and stuff made um so i was supposed to have it about an hour ago but they told me that it wasn't ready yet so the show ended up getting started here but you can find us on facebook on youtube uh we also do this so you'll actually be featured if you don't mind i guess i have to have your permission oh, yeah. okay thank you i appreciate it um we uh we're on apple podcasts we're on spotify we're on overcast we're on a bunch of different podcasts like audio versions too so not only will the video be on youtube and facebook it's also audio on those uh podcasts as well so you're able to find us on there cool so well yeah i'll link you um and i just have to throw this out there because the nature of the world today like are you guys looking for any any help any like helper monkeys stalkers like someone in the shop and yeah like possibly it's yeah. um let me you got paper in your bag you got a pen all right I'll, never mind i'll just take down your information on my phone uh, yeah i know we're, we're definitely looking for like street team people too yeah definitely what's your name one more time that's awesome Got it. What's your number? Hold on. Okay, hold on. Hold on. I'm going to mute. Sorry about that, guys. Just trying to uh, make sure that his personal information isn't being thrown all over the web.
give him a couple more seconds here. And while that's going on, I'm going to quick do this. Uh, I did move the draft date back for the Fantasy Hockey League. So it was supposed to be tomorrow at 445. The new draft date is Wednesday at 445. However, I still have about seven slots to fill. I have two people currently in the works of getting logged on and joined in the league. If you guys are out there that want to play with the Austin City Tactical and the Orlando group, feel free to uh, reach out to us and I can send you the league link for you guys to join up and play some fantasy hockey with us. Oh, so, okay. Uh, I know I hijacked your, your show. Could you hear him through the microphone? Uh, briefly, uh, bits and pieces, but I, I kind of got the gist of what he was asking. Okay, well, cool. I mean, that, that was cool. Getting some interaction, you know, like direct people yeah. interaction. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And, you know, it also kind of expands on the fan base a little more, too. So, yeah, that's kind of nice. Absolutely. That, that was awesome. Uh, and I, I think that was very good topics for the majority of the show. You know what I mean? That's, that's something that is important. And that's what we do here is pro 2A stuff. And that, that was nitty gritty. He had questions and stuff like that. Um, and, of course, if you're watching this after the, uh, the video is done, you're watching a repeat of it. All the information that I gave him wasn't uh, me giving legal advice. It was more opinions on how things are done and how I would personally do them. I'm not an attorney, so obviously I can't be giving legal advice in that way. But, um, yeah, so that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, you know, I, I second that. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously, uh, hate to toot my horn again here, but back on Thanksgiving, we had, you know, 65 comments on that holiday special live stream. Yeah, I know. Love you too, bro. Um, but, you know, fan interaction like that is, it, it's awesome. You know, we, we love interacting with you guys and answering questions and things of that nature. You know, I mean, when it really comes down to it, like we've said before, we're, you not necessarily monetized, period, um, outside of the own fundings that myself and Wes put into this brand um, as a whole. Well, we got, we got a financial backer and, and, and a site shooter and controlled pair munitions. They're, they're helping fund a uh, website and stuff like that, which is nice. Yeah, and, and that's awesome. But, I mean, overall, like any of, you know, the tactical gear review items, attack packs, things of that nature, that's oh, all. No. That's, yeah, that's us. You know, that's us. So, you know, the content. No, attack pack is, I forgot that. Thank you. Attack pack is a sponsor. You can use my code SCTACKLE to get a free mystery grab bag at TACPAC.com. Um, when you place your first order, they send me attack packs. For free as a sponsor so i do receive the tack packs as a sponsor item right and, and you know i mean but you know besides that you know for our sponsors and that you know we kind of have to uh monitor some of the things we say as far as uh language wise goes but overall you know we don't sugarcoat anything we give it to you guys straight and you know that's kind of the way we like to keep it you know real raw uncut material not rehearsed um yeah obviously we do have team meetings or team text messages throughout the week to come up with ideas for topics for you guys but generally speaking as overall most of the reactions you get and everything else like that coming right off the top is real like in the moment reaction scenarios yeah like that guy that walked up he literally i was in the middle of, of explaining that nfa stuff with you guys and he must have heard me talking walked up stood there literally stood there and waited and watched for about five minutes of me talking before i acknowledged that he was standing there and then 
proceeded to ask me questions. So that shows us that the the wants for this content is real, that there is people that want this information, you know, so that that's a huge confidence boost in, in that regard. Yeah, you know, and I mean, that's kind of the nice part, you know, I mean, speaking of that, as of, well, go peg go, number one, number two, as of tomorrow, actually, not today, but we don't have a show tomorrow, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, throw this out there. Tomorrow will be four months that this show has been up and running, um, starting on the audio platform and then moving over here to the live stream video platform. That's my niece right there. Yeah. But, you know, I, I mean, you know, from where we started to where we're at, it, it's awesome, man. You know, I mean, couldn't ask for... Things could run more smoothly. Um, you know, obviously the website's gotten more views and has started to take off. Um, audio platforms are on point, taking off on both ends. And, you know, I mean, like we've said before, sky's the limit with this. You know, I mean, things change constantly in the Pro 2A community that there's something new every day. Absolutely. And, you know, once again, shout out to you guys. We're very appreciative of all the support that we have been getting and uh, will continue to get. It just makes us want to work harder. And like Jack said, um, you know, I, I don't personally like to talk about day jobs during my show, but uh, we are. We both work regular day jobs. We put in 40 plus hours a week when when time allows it. And uh, we still try to push as much of the content on here as we possibly can. And, and speaking of that, um, we have a current situation with a, a member of the group that may be changing here soon, depending on circumstances. But uh, no matter what, we're always going to keep pushing forward. You'll always see me. You'll always see Jax. And uh, hopefully we get Griff back soon. As far as I know, he'll yeah, be speaking, coming back here soon. Speaking of that, there's an update on that. So, you know, like Wes said, you know, yeah, on my channel, we do kind of talk about day jobs a little more. But this is, you know, from my aspect, I want you guys to understand this. Yes, you know, we have this as our, you know, brand and our business on our end. But we're, you know average everyday Joes that love America, yet we have this brand to promote the pro two-way community and promote this information to you guys and topic. That when it comes down to Griff, he won't be back until after the holidays. Um, obviously, um, side of things, he's been working 12 hours. Um, so, you know, he's kind of dead after the work week. So, you know, I've already been tracking his schedule and talked to him, uh, what was it, last Saturday when we did the, or when I started the waiter show. Um, obviously, personal things happened with everybody in the brand, but when it really comes down to it, he basically told me count him out until after the holidays when he goes back to his regular eight-hour-a-day schedule. So hopefully come uh, the first Saturday episode um, or first Thursday episode, depending on when that falls, he'll be able to make it to the show and join us. I know Thursday's competition is still going on, but you never know. They may have missed the wall or take a night off. Here and there, I guess we'll kind of see where that plays out. But he's definitely still here, a part of the team. Misses you guys for sure, and I uh, can't wait to be back. Absolutely, you know. So I, I know I took up a lot of the the time with uh, that conversation, but I think that needed to be had with that guy. And what I think was cool is he said that he's a a Democrat. He's a leftist, dude. Like. <laughs> So I, I didn't know how that conversation was about to go. Um, but he seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders. Like I said, I don't care if it's political or not. What I do care about is us as civilians 
not being taken advantage of by our government. Yeah, you know, exactly. You know, I, I feel the same way as you do when it comes down to it. Um, you know, matter of fact, I was talking to one of my coworkers at work too, and you know, he just got back from hunting, um, what was it, like two or three weeks ago. Unfortunately, didn't get a deer, but you know, spent some time up north and was hunting and me and him have a lot of conversations and it's a pretty similar viewpoint when it comes down to it you know we're all american and you know as our second amendment it you shall be able to keep her and bear arms without it being infringed upon but you know your second amendment protects your first amendment and so I kind of got into showing them a little bit today while we had a minute about that whole AR-14 scenario. And he just kind of laughed and he goes, oh, yeah, so you want our M69s too. Yeah, right. You know, and I, and I kind of chuckle and I go, hey, now, wait a minute. No, they ain't getting my M69s. I, 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 I need to keep those. <laughs> right. You know, when it really comes down to it, there's situations like that. And, you know, I don't know if... He's a Republican or Democrat, but, you know, as, as long as it's a base level, you know, understanding and ideal that we all love the Second Amendment, and maybe some of us don't for certain reasons, you know, teach us, but um, when it comes down to it, we're all American and that Second Amendment protects you first. And if the government wants to try and infringe upon, you know, our rights as Americans, oh, hold on there for just a second. We lost Wes, but I'm going to, you know, go ahead and finish what I was saying. You know, when it really comes down to it, uh, as Americans, we have that right to keep them in their arms. And the government trying to infringe upon that, I'm sorry, I won't stand with it. They can try all they want to problem is is they can only do so much by putting things into law and um trying to enforce them now when it comes down to it what the government also has to realize is a most of america has uh what was it i think if i remember correctly uh yeah I, I can't even think of a number right now off the top of my head but you know, I mean, let's just start with Texas, for instance. You know, I mean, there's a lot of gun-loving Americans down in Texas. You see, you know, the situation down in Las Vegas. There's been a lot more people coming in for their CCW um, and getting their permits and getting their firearms. Up here in Minnesota, you know, you've gotten a lot more people in just um, Oakdale, and I, I believe that's Washington County out there. In Washington County alone, you know, there's been a lot of people that have went out and gotten their CCW permits and bought firearms. So, you know, just with these four areas alone, when it comes down to it, as long as you're a law-abiding citizen and you go through the right pathway, I, yeah, I had a firearm, all I care about is that you're doing it the legal way, and you know, you're not out here causing issues um basically what i'm trying to say is this podcast you know we're all on the same page it's pro way um the american way doesn't matter whether you're you know republic republican or democrat you know as long as you uh have a good head on your shoulders and are a decent human being you know, we can definitely get along. I'm open-minded to hearing other people's thoughts and opinions. And that's kind of where I'm at. You know, I know Wes has spoken on his behalf or on his behalf before of his viewpoints too on that situation. And, you know, it seems to kind of line up. We're both very open-minded. We like the interaction and the engagement from our viewers and fans out there. But with that being said, um, while Wes is taking care of what he's taking care of, I'm going to go ahead here and jump into uh, just a small USA News article, um, kind of along the lines of Pro 2A. So 
that, just bear with me one second. I mean, I, I would consider it along the lines of Pro 2A just because of what's uh, going on in Michigan. So, bear with me as I get this all loaded up here, and, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, hold this up in stream. Solo this for just a minute. Go ahead and remove our banner. All right. So, news article says six men indicted in an alleged plot to kidnap Michigan governor. A federal grand jury has charged the men with conspiring to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer. I'd assume that's Whitmer right there. She addresses the state during a speech in Lansing, Michigan, December 15th, which was just three days ago. So Traverse City, Michigan, a federal grand jury was charged six, or has charged six men with conspiring to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer and in what investigators say was a plot by anti-government extremists who were angry over her coronavirus policy. The indictment released Thursday by U.S. Attorney Andrew Berg levied the conspiracy charge against Adam Dean Fox, Barry Gordon, Kraft Jr., Ty Gerard Garvin, Caleb James Franks, Daniel Joseph Harris, and Brandon Michael Ray uh, Caserta. They're all from Michigan except for Croft, who lives in Delaware. Now, before we move on with this, if you're from Delaware, don't even involve yourself in anything Michigan politic related. Um, that's a little over the top. Anywho, the charge carries a maximum penalty of life in prison, Burge said in a statement. The six were arrested in early October following an FBI investigation into an alleged plot to kidnap the Democratic governor at her vacation home in northern Michigan. Defense attorneys have said their client were big talkers who didn't intend to follow through on the alleged plan. The indictment repeats all allegations made during an October hearing where Agent Richard Trask testifies that the men were involved with paramilitary groups. Fox and Croft attended a June meeting in Dublin, Ohio, at which the possible kidnapping of governors and other actions were discussed, the indictment states. During the hearing, Trask said Virginia Democratic Governor Ralph Northam was among those mentioned as potential targets. So, you know, again, we talked about this just less than two minutes ago. You know, I don't care if you're a Republican, Democratic, you know, you're still a human being. When it comes down to it, you know, it doesn't make any sense to me why um, these people would even plot to do something stupid like that. Um, it's it's almost in a similar aspect there to, per se, somebody threatening to do something to a celebrity or, you know, the president, for God's sakes, you know. And, and that's not, you know, even conspiring or saying anything of that nature. That's just... Being realistic, why would somebody go to that length to do something that stupid and think that they're not going to get caught? So, you know, it, it to me, it's just ridiculous. I don't know. What do you think, Wes? Uh, smart move on their behalf? Um, I cut out. I had to refresh. So repeat the last part. Okay. So basically... You know, them talking about, you know, a conspiracy to kidnap the, you know, governor of, D or of Michigan and that. To me, that's ridiculous. I mean, that, that'd be like putting out a threat on, you know, a celebrity or, you know, for... That's an act that, of terrorism. Yeah. You know, I mean, for lack of anybody else, that'd be like saying you're going to conspire to kidnap the president, you know. That, that's oh. stupid to think that you can make those statements like that and not get caught. Right. Exactly. That's how I feel. Um, that's that's a direct um, 
active terrorism, domestic terrorism, even making those threats that should be acted upon just like as if you made those threats towards the president. Um, they're not going to stand by idly and wait for you to uh, do something. They hear it, they're going to do it. And that's, uh, you know, that's usually how that goes. So I would say no, dumb decision, um, especially if you're putting it out there on social media, you're setting yourself up for a situation where you're going to have uh, big legal problems. The three will work. Would you rather do that one? You know, and I, I agree with that, brother. And, um, you know, it, it's sad because life's so much more than politics in general, whether you're Democrat or Republican. People need to realize there's a lot more to life than arguing over politics or wanting to do something stupid because somebody falls in a different political party than they do. Right. So to me, it's, it's a little over the top, you know, but I know you have some more stuff you got to do. Um, I'll give you a, a holler here in a little bit. So I'm going to let you make your closing statements. I have a couple more things I got to do and wrap up. And then I'm going to get a hold of you after the show. Absolutely. Yeah. So one big shout out to all the people that are watching and are staying up with our content. Uh, spread the message. Let them know that we're out here and we're trying to provide the best content for you guys that we can. And uh, on a positive note, protect your family, stay safe, stay dangerous. Later. Later, brother. All right. So that was Wes with Sin City Tactical. Again, check out the websites, MinnesotaOverlander.xyz, SinCityTactical.xyz, and uh, G3Survival.com. Now, moving forward here. The glass you've seen me drinking out of all night. Obviously, you guys seen on Saturday's episode. Um, you know, and I briefly shouted B&E music out here at the beginning. So, you know, as I said on Saturday's episode, one of the producers at B&E music I personally work with um, at my day job. So, you know, me and him have done a lot of talking behind the scenes, off camera. And, um, you know, have kind of set this up to give you guys not only more pro 2A content, but more local music content in general. And, um, you know, with that being said, to me, it's, it's not even something that kind of pertains to pro 2A, but it is definitely something that pro or pertains to the um overall aspect of just truly what life's about you know i mean like i said people have different viewpoints people have different um political parties that they side with and agree with or don't agree with but uh with that being said you know, I've been allowed to show the musical content from b and &E Music. And uh, we're going to go ahead and play another song off of the B&E's uh, promoted album from Born Hated. And uh, let's have some fun with it, shall we?
So, all right. So, that was a, another song by Born Hated. Produced by B&E Music. You know, um, obviously, like I said, was able to get the permission to go ahead and show this to promote the new album song called twin cities where you at by born hated just uh was put out on youtube a week ago the album's still bumping in my tape deck or i shouldn't say my tape deck my cd player in my car you know i'm vibing with it i love it but i'm uh, moving forward here shouts out to uh &E music born hated uh pj aka big papa the producer and uh we're gonna move on to the next subject here r slash idiots with guns it's been a little while since i've uh done a r slash idiots with guns um segment so i'm gonna go ahead and uh definitely pull up a good one for this week because to me this one seems like um with what's going on and everything it, it makes sense to uh go ahead and show this with everybody and this is more on a um not even a serious side but a no shit sure lot kind of thing so so this go ahead and uh bear with me for a minute All right. So it said I heard car or I heard they carjacking people with Chargers, Challengers, 300s, and Jeep Cherokees. We have to be careful out there, y'all. Have to start rolling like this. So obviously, you know, again, I support the right to uh, open carry, and I'm just gonna go ahead and zoom in on this here. Your uh, booger hook should not be on your bang bang switch unless you're ready to shoot and you have a target. Now, the reason I say that, that only pertains to just regular everyday life and obviously muzzle awareness and trigger safety. But this dude's at a gas station filling up his vehicle. Front end of your weapon is pointed at the gas pump. All right, there are so many things that could go wrong here in general. If you're going to carry your AR-15, at least sling it. Um, but first things first, you have to be in a uh, open carry state, which obviously Minnesota does not require a um, concealed carry. But, you know, we've touched on that before. Why would you want anybody to know that you're carrying? So. It, you know, to me, this picture is, in a way, um, it, it kind of makes sense to promote um, carrying to protect yourself. Um, obviously, you never want to protect uh, your vehicle or, you know, your money or anything like that. Because if you shoot somebody over that, chances are you will be uh, sitting behind bars for quite some time, if not the rest of your life. But... You know, with that being said, just just the little things like your booger hook off the bang bang switch and your muzzle, um, being aware of where you're pointing your muzzle. Let's just say, for instance, his uh, booger hook here uh, went off and pulled the bang bang switch and a freedom seed came out of the front end of that barrel there and struck the gas pump. Well, for those of you that don't know, um, you know, I've also in my lifetime done a little gas station work and seen what's actually on the bottom portion of your average everyday gas pump. You have a bunch of different pipes. You have your fuel filters down there per grade, whether it's your 87, your 88, 80, 89, or your uh, diesel on certain pumps. Now, with that being said, you know, 
with the direction his muzzle was aimed, yes, it's aimed down at the ground, but chances are you're either striking a fuel pipe or you're striking the fuel filter, which usually sits just shy, you know, at the cement line there. So give or take, you, you're still hitting fuel. Could ignite and cause a fire, in turn being no good. And um, you're asking for more trouble than what it's worth. So, you know, again, booger fingers should not be on bang bang switch. I'm going to reiterate this. Safe, not safe. Safe, not safe. Safe, not safe. So, you know, just the stupid little things like that could uh, potentially um, save you from something catastrophic in general. And with that being said, you guys have been awesome. You know, we're coming up on four months here tomorrow. It's been amazing four months hanging out with you guys, giving you guys this information. Now, with that being said, we're getting close to the end of the show here, and so I, I kind of want to leave you with this. You know, everybody out there right now needs to keep in mind what we have going on is a serious pandemic, obviously. It, it's definitely no joke. Um, you know, I've known people that have had um, family members or friends of the family come down with the coof COVID and um, no, they didn't die, but it, it definitely affected them. Um, so, you know, just, just be cautious of what you're doing out there. Um, because realistically with the vaccines now coming out, hopefully this will all be over real soon. And uh, you can catch us on Saturday over at Sin City Tacticals channel. It will be live on the Sin City Tactical Facebook, Control Pair Munitions Facebook, YouTube on Sin City Tactical's channel, on the website at sincitytactical.xyz or minnesotaoverlander.xyz. Plus, you can get the audio on our Anchor stream at anchor.fm or anywhere else you get your podcast platforms. So it's been real. Thank you guys for viewing. We will see you on Saturday.